The Fraser Institute has come out with 24 facts for 2024. Canadians should understand the impact of government policies, i.e. the Trudeau government. And the Fraser Institute is a Canadian policy think tank that is primarily funded by individuals, corporations, and foundations. It's an institution known for its libertarian and free market approaches to policy analysis. The exact proportions of funding from various sources are not typically disclosed, so it is a bit of a separate think tank and does not get paid by the government of Canada and can be influenced like other media in Canada or what they should report or say. We're going to look at six of them because six of them are for Stephen Gilbo, his responsibility. He's supposed to know these, so let's go through them. Now, the first one is in the federal government, there's a common belief that the Canadian economy is undergoing a fundamental and rapid transition towards clean, green energies. Yet, despite massive regulations, subsidies, stats can, shows that Canada's green economy amounts to only 3% of GDP and directly employs roughly 1.6% of all jobs. I wonder how many are government. Now, the issue with this is all that work, all that carbon tax, his entire ministry is 1.6% of people employed, and it only does 3% of his policy. Like, why do they even have a guy looking after this if he can't even get that straight? Now, for example, with windmills, this is the end life of them, for example. So it takes fossil fuels to bring them and to manufacture them. 15 years, it takes oil, maintenance of people with cars, gas, to maintain them. And at the end of the life cycle, in about 15 years, this is where they end up. That's because of the carbon material that it's made from. You can't grind it up, which would be gas, fossil fuels again, to recycle it into something else. It's cheaper just to take it to a landfill and dump it. That's the end of it. There's no such thing as recycling on windmills. So that's something to consider too, because windmills, he thinks, are the bee's knees. The recent United Nations Climate Change Conference pushed for a transition away from fossil fuels, despite significant spending on green, clean energy from last 20 years. The amount of fossil fuels, oil, gas, and coal consumed roughly worldwide actually increased by 60%. So why is the entire world wanting 60% more, but the United Nations now, something we've never elected anyone in there, and they have to stick their nose, they can't fix wars going on in countries. No, no, they can't do that. They need to look at the direction of Canada to do something. So why is that? And here's an example too of OPEC is even saying that it's got, it will increase. Now the dates of when that is, you know, cause they're saying by last 15 years and they're saying more, but generally demand for oil is increasing. So why is the world need more, not less? Well, there's a lot of reasons for that. But Stephen Gilbo ignores all of them. And we're going to have a little bit of look in a minute. Here's another one. Canada has an opportunity to serve the world with its energy and resources and in doing so benefit our allies like Germany, for example, so they don't buy Russian oil, which funds the war and improve both world energy security and the environment. But the federal government does not see it that way. How else could one explain the latest of Canada's oil and gas sector through an arbitrary cap of greenhouse gas emissions, even though the sector only represents 26% of Canada's total greenhouse gas emissions. Even if Canada eliminated all gas emissions expected from the oil and gas sector by 2030, 
the reduction will be equivalent to 0.004%. That's not 4%. That's one-fourth of that. While imposing huge costs, i.e. energy poverty, why isn't he doing something to fix that? That is so typical of why they would do that. Let's look at some examples here. Norway fund about a quarter million dollars to report Canadian energy is not needed in the world. Sort of like, what are they doing that? Why are they funding money to do that? Well, you know why? Because Norway government approved $18 billion in oil. You know the use case on this? Give me a quarter million dollars. Got a bunch of PhDs to write a report. They're all PhDs. No one's going to question it. And then we'll get an $18 billion contract for oil and natural gas while Canada is eliminated. Hmm. That's not nice. That's not nice at all. Let's look at the other one here. Germany funds $1.3 million to report Canadian energy is not needed in the world. Hmm. I thought those are the ones that wanted the energy. Yeah, winter is coming, but Germany, Schultz, leaves Canada with no promise of LNG. So that's, I, I don't get it why the money goes around, pays for reports, they make a news article, they say Canada's energy is not needed. I, I was going to do a video on this, like to throw an idea out in the future that is um, something they want to have in, and then they wait for time to fill it up with uh, mainstream media, fake stories, and just build it up to show that that fake news is reality or somewhat of a truth. Let's look at the next example. New report shows Canada is ill-prepared for anticipating demand decline in oil and natural gas. Hmm. Now, why is that? Let's have a look again. Oil is here to stay. The world needs more energy, oil, gas. So why are they doing that? Now, let's look at, and this is just an example of a picture of that by 2050, what he is planning to do. Let's look at the last point for Stephen Gilbo. As a result of the new federal energy efficiency regulations, the cost of a newly constructed home in Canada will increase by 55K on average. By 2030, because of the federal government's stricter energy efficiencies regulations for building, rather than increasing the cost of new homes, governments should help close the gap between supply and demand. Yeah. Is this part of the red tape that uh, Pierre Polev wants to get rid of? And this energy stuff, you know, I know it's been going on for decades and they try to make the houses more efficient and they make them fast. And, you know, sometimes they put a heating duct in the middle of a, a drywall or something stupid. And, you know, a lot of houses, it if you don't have money to fix it up, it sort of gets dilapidated. You need money. Uh, there's, you know, those uh, vents around the doors, those little foam, you need to do that. Windows also, there's a lot of things that need to be done and it usually takes money. And that's something that the government doesn't think about because they keep taking everything away. Let's look at another example here. A Black Lots reporter has learned that Heritage Minister, whatever, has paid lobbyists about a little under half a million to help slander opponents of the Charter violating Bill C-10. Well, this is his past record, Stephen Gilbo. He pays other people to crap on a topic and that he takes advantage of it, like lobbies it. This is disgusting from him. That's how low this guy goes. Well, what do you expect from doing the uh, climbing the CN Tower? But at least he's not gluing his hand to the road. 
or painting a throwing paint tomato sauce on Mona Lisa. But a lot of this, I think what's going on with Stephen Gilbo and a lot of liberals, like even if you bumped into the, him in the street, there's nothing, there's not one question you can say because they always dodge it anyways. He needs to sit down on a live show. For example, Joe Rogan, there's no Canadian equivalent. That's why it's not an American propaganda thing. That's, that's the one that a lot of people look at. He needs to sit down with someone, talk about real facts. That's, that is the problem. He won't do it. And he, even the mainstream media, when they ask him questions, they are all filtered on purpose. And he just goes in his little script, reading from a piece of paper, or just goes into his little robotic uh, steps on what to say from all, all the consultants. And that's the end of it. He is not accountable for what has happened. And I feel that's the same thing even with uh, Trudeau. Even if I bumped into him in the street or whatever, too, there's not one question you could ask him because he would walk away anyways. He needs to sit down, like I said, with someone, live TV, and talk, and they are scared beyond their belief to do that. That's really the problem. He should be going to like that uh, ARC concert or to the concert, that uh, <laughs> that event, or go to like the WEF. Why don't you go on stage with some real people and have a talk with those people that criticize him and have a real debate if he wants to actually solve a problem. But this is nothing to do with solving a problem. This is about just increasing taxes. So anyway, that's the end of it. I'm going to do one too with the healthcare after this one. So uh, don't forget to like and subscribe for more notifications. See you in the next video. Thanks for watching.